The Ryback Show starts now. Live. And here I am. Forgot to put myself on the screen for a second. I'm running multiple streams. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day, everybody. Thank you for joining me. Great day over here in Sin City, Las Vegas. Day of uh, recovery from the body from three hours of shoulder work, but I got a uh, fantastic conditioning uh, and cardio session in. I did uh, 10 rounds of uh, 30 seconds, level 25, max speed on the Stairmaster, no hands, pretty much just a sprint for 30 seconds on the stairs within a 60-second rest period, which I start off with the 60-second rest period on level eight with hands and then do 30 seconds, max speed, back to level eight with hands, recover. Even though it's working, it's a working recovery. It's not a flat, flat, just rest period. It's actually quite hard. Um, I did uh, 10 full rounds of that. And then I did 60 on level 25, the max level on the uh, um, the elliptical. So a fantastic day of, of conditioning and cardio for fat loss. So then I'll take the dogs on their... 20, 25, 30 minute walk tonight, depending on, on how far a little guy wants to go and, uh, and, and keep it moving, keep it moving. But, uh, feeling great. My cardio is uh, really, really, really strong right now. And, uh, just keeps getting better. Obviously being, uh, a plant-based athlete, vegan athlete, just eating for, for just ultimate performance and compassion. Good to see everyone though. Instagram, TikTok, the big guy, Ryback22. TikTok, just absolutely killing it for the big guy showing the content. Instagram, you get a, you get a runner's up. The uh, <laughs> it's, it's not horrible, but it's not great. It's, it's no, nowhere near where it should be, but it is what it is. And Twitter, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, good to see all of you guys. Thank you. Ryback TV at YouTube. Ryback Rules on Twitch. And then we're streaming on Periscope at Ryback uh, as well. Here, guys, to talk health, fitness, supplementation, nutrition, mindset, that hungry mindset, positive mindset, growth mindset, and uh, any pro wrestling news going on that you have questions on. doesn't have to be about me, guys, on that. But at the same time, I'd like to keep a nice balance of everything even though we know that that is, that is a steep hill to climb sometimes here at Ryback TV. The Super Chats are pouring in uh, already. Hold on. Let's go ahead. Let me acknowledge this Super Chat. Thank you very much, Awad Adele. Thank you, thank you. I'm never going to get upset at just free money. Yes, the Paul Heyman thing is a work for my return at SummerSlam. <laughs> Guys, he just, all he did was call me a schmuck. I mean, I, I was talking to one of my other buddies. He's like, what is a schmuck? He goes, what does that even mean? And he goes, I, like, he was just, I go, yeah, yeah. I go, why well, do, in all fairness, I call him a piece of shit fairly regularly. So, I mean, it's not like he's 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 really, even though he's lying, I'm not. It's, it's, <laughs> it's really, guys, in, in all seriousness, it, it's, it's really hard for me to take a fat person serious. And that's not being mean it's the truth because i just have very little respect for people that don't work out and work hard and like not saying that all people are like that it's just in that particular case it is what it is but a lot of people read the dirt sheets and things he's he's one thing the people that know know i don't kiss his ass let's see that was a good question we had above <clears throat> My boy, Tim T, says, big guy spoke to Delicious again. I like that you call your friend Delicious. Uh, he is hesitant now to make changes. Tim, by the way, is Delicious possibly you? I feel like we're talking about you right now, Tim. Uh, he is hesitant now to make changes because of what his parents might say. He is 35 and lives in a meat-eating household. It's your boy. Yeah, quite frankly, man. He needs to get his head out of his ass and stop doing what his parents are doing. They're the ones that fucking put the bullshit stuff in his head to begin with. I got some stuff on, man. I, I, I'm straight up. 
My dad comes from that same mindset. My dad's a fucking idiot. Just a fucking idiot, straight up. Doesn't fucking watch the news all day. I'm nothing like him. And that, like he doesn't doesn't expand his mind, doesn't read. That's why I am the way that I am, by the way. We'll always love him. But he's a generation it's fucking wasted. Just fucking wasted. Not open-minded on anything. Hard-headed. Don't just like, Matt, if you are afraid that what your parents are going to say and you're making your decisions based off what you think your parents are going to fucking say, you're never going to live your true life. Get your head out of your ass, saving you a lot of years of frustration and trouble. How many people, the people's parents are one of the number one things that hold people back. Do you know that? For fear of what your parents are going to think or say. Well, who wants to fucking go through life like that? Not me, and I won't. <laughs> if you want to, go ahead, man. You're gonna you're gonna keep doing something bad for you, and that's wrong because you you think your dad, your your meat eating household. I'll show right up to motherfucking Thanksgiving and Christmas with my vegan dishes, and go. You motherfuckers eat what you want. I'm gonna eat what allows me to be my goddamn fucking best. <laughs> You can sit on the fucking couch, Roger, eat your fucking drumstick ice cream cones and your Klondike bars and your little fucking ice cream sandwiches all goddamn day. Go play your fucking golf and sit on your fat fucking ass. I'm going to keep being hungry, living my best life. That's my mindset. What's going on? Yeah, a lot of us have the same dad, by the way, guys. They come from a shit generation of not, they lit, I'm telling you, I, I've seen it time and time again. And there's other people that talk about this stuff. They, they're, 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 they hold people back so bad. It's not good. Not good. They're not open-minded. They don't learn. And there's so many of them like that. That's why I am the way that I am. And I wasn't, I, I saw that at a young age too. And I was just like, nope. That's not me. It's not a bad thing. Thankful for it because it led me to who I am. <sighs> yeah, I always thought Sean O'Hare, man, was a guy that had a great look and thought um, I thought they were going to do something with him there in WWE for a bit. And obviously it, it just the, the in the roles he played never, never progressed and he wasn't around. And it was uh you know, and this is just straight up. I think Sean was a victim of the steroid era, a massive steroid abuser. You could tell, and I think, and I think it had other those things. There's so many of those guys that they, they they don't know how to look good without the stuff. I'm telling, that's just and that's just being straight up. And a lot of the past generations of guys that if they had to wrestle today, wouldn't it look like they did that that were the big stars back? I'm telling you, it, it it's that's why I'm very confident in the advice stuff on that. But like Sean, man, just. And not to say, just never panned out to, and he wasn't, you know, just unfortunate. I always enjoyed, thought he had a great potential and look. Taking a look here to see what uh, questions. Extra fired up to the Justin. I am. A, I've got a little extra pep in my step today. I haven't even had my last coffee yet. Got a wild hair up my ass today. Cutting promos. You never know. Some days I come in here, I'm a little tired. I was a little tired yesterday, a little fatigued, a little calm, mild-mannered. Today, oh, I'm ready to shell-shock somebody. And I don't know why. It's been a great day. I just get on here and just sometimes just want to fight. <laughs> uh, Clayton, a good question. Uh, how do I go about uh, creating my performance meals, which are my high protein vegan meals? I just simply, I always am shooting for 80 to 100 grams of protein. So, and I know that. So I, then I base the meal off of that. And then I go, okay, am I, how many carbs am I going to have in this? And then I look at my, the foods. I buy my food every week and I buy enough of the foods to, to make my performance meals. I'll go, okay, I'm gonna do uh, a serving or two servings of corn. I'm gonna do a serving or two servings of uh, shiitake mushrooms. I'm gonna do these greens, I'm gonna throw, I love just throwing kale in the food. That stuff's all very negligible calories. Throw kale in there, cut up some celery in there, maybe some jalapenos here, a little fresh parsley, a little cilantro on that. And then I'll go a little bit of olive oil on there. Maybe I'm doing, you know, two tablespoons a day of my uh, 
MCT coconut oil, keep the thyroid strong. And I just, I hit my numbers every day. And, uh, and that, and that's what I do. And I, and I just look and I, I have, you know, I, I do a beat one whole beat every morning with my performance meal. That's my largest meal of the day with my bowl of fruit. I got my figs. I got my fig tree. I've been going out there and cutting a fig off every day and eating one fresh fig along with the, the figs I get from the store. Get my blueberries. I do usually half a banana to a whole banana uh, and a little bit of watermelon. And then I, I do my performance meal. And then usually the afternoon meal is uh, usually four scoops, three to four scoops, depending on uh, exactly. If I go over 100 grams on the first meal, I do three scoops on the protein. If my meal's closer to 80 on the breakfast meal, I do an extra scoop for my lunch with my ISO hungry caramel cookie plant protein, and then I do two servings of pistachio, barbecue pistachios. And then third meal is another performance meal. And then usually, uh, or every once in a while, I'll order a couple of the Chipotle uh, sofrita burritos, vegan burritos on that. Um, if I want to have a little higher carb day, not all the time, but just here and there. If not, I do a performance meal, a little bit of extra carbs after a workout. Uh, and then the last meal usually is a, a lower carb performance meal. And by that time, I don't feel like eating a massive portion of food and it will be just protein and, and maybe some mushrooms and kale or something a little simpler, but still getting the nutrients. No, man of steel fig Newtons do not count is, 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 is um, yeah. I mean, it's in a pinch, but they're not ideal, heavily processed. But I'll tell you what, man, I we had our child, my, our household had a lot of Fig Newtons in them growing up. We I ate myself a quite a bit of Fig Newtons. And you want to know the great, I never even knew they were fig trees. I didn't even know Fig Newtons were from a fig tree, fig fruit. No one ever explained it to me. The commercials never clearly, unless I was just... I just, I just thought they were just like a candy food. And then years later, like this year, find out, wait, wait, there's a fig tree? Tell me more about this fig. And then it turns out the figs are just like one, probably my favorite thing ever. Uh, I'll do black beans and pinto beans. I'm a more of a, I, I, don't get me wrong, I like black beans. I, if, I, if I have to choose, though, I'm usually going pinto over the black. More often than not, but I mix it up. Believe I, I might go three days of pinto and a day of black. Uh, the most nervous I was going through the curtain. Probably I, I stopped getting nervous pretty quick. I wasn't nervous uh, outside of um. I would be nervous having to do the double stacks because I knew I was relying on the timing of two other people that if that, that if they, but I always had confidence in myself and my strength and always handled all of it always well. And everyone always stayed calm. The hell in the cell. I was a little nervous. I talked about that before, but I think that too, a lot of that had to do with the cage stuff. I did not like going up there. We had to walk through that, that and, um, and that day was a hectic day of like the match getting put together really late and the matches are going on and we're trying to put this match together. And like the producers in having the, the, the here's, I should, I should really explain this. Dealing with Michael Hayes was pure fucking hell. And not that Michael's a bad guy or anything. I hate giving matches to agents. I'm okay. Giving them certain things for camera shots and you used to have to explain things verbatim to him. And like, and, and like, and, and it was, and then he has the attention span of, of like of a three-year-old with ADHD, ADD, like it's bad, bad. So that day was very annoying and stressful for me. And everyone who knows, knows the dealing with, it. and that doesn't mean he's a bad person. I just, it was he was he was my least favorite person to to deal with on matches, and that's not being like that's just being straight like and I, and I didn't hate dealing with him. It was just more stressful than it needed to be. 
And I don't like it because, man, I'm the one going out there. I'm the money. I'm a firm believer in this. I like listening to people. It's all up to me to go out there and get over. I don't want to listen to you on what you think is going to get over when I know what's going to get over. Because at the end of the day, if it doesn't get over, your ass isn't speaking up on why it didn't get over. And that's why a lot of guys don't get over is because they're too afraid. I'm not. I called them out many times and go, nope, this is what I'm going to go do and it's going to get over. And guess what? It did every single time. And it wasn't confrontational. It was like, no, this is my match. I'm the I'm the guy. I'm going to go do it. You're not, I'm not going to go do what you want to do. You could go, you do, do that during your fucking career. Did you? No, I'm the one that can go do what I can do and I'm going to go do it. So I'm not, I'm not a fan of the overproduced stuff. And, and, and I, and I am very vocal on what I, what I want to do and what the other talent wants to do. Good to see you guys. I understand things have to have a little bit of control, though, right? We have to have some control on a television product. But, man, you got to let the stars go be stars. Got to let the stars go be stars. Yeah, guys, we talk about the wrestling stuff all the time. I mean, I, I've been telling, I don't know how many more times, I'm, I'm working relentlessly on getting the remaining scar tissue out of my shoulder. Apparently, nobody understands, and by nobody, I just mean like a lot of people don't understand of the, the anything of what's going on. Yeah, I should try to be an actor. So let's go ahead and explain this one once again, guys. I run a supplement company that is going to make me a lot more money than acting ever will. And that means even if I was a top actor in Hollywood, I believe what I am doing with Feed Me More Nutrition will make me far more money. It's far, makes me far happier, far happier, right? I'm doing what I love. I love helping people. I love creating. I love being an entrepreneur. I have a lot of other goals being on it from an entrepreneur uh level of things I want to do I want and I'm getting ready to go back to pro wrestling so what do you want do you think I should listen to you and be like hey let me throw away all this shit that I've done and I built let's just throw everything away fuck the bills let's go move out to Hollywood let's sell let's bring my dogs and, and my mom and go out to Hollywood and let's go try to be an actor because some people think I should go fucking be an act an actor I live my life by what I want to do if you haven't figured that out right now I don't want to be a fucking actor, guys. I don't like reading lines off papers. I hate it. I absolutely fucking hate it. I think it sucks. I like being real. I like being entertaining. This this is my dream of me be just being me. That's what I hated about pro wrestling and some of the some like how wrestling fans get so fucking narrow minded on what a wrestler should be. <clears throat> That's why I shove this shit down your throats. Ben, you can be funny, you can laugh, you can make fun of yourself, and you can still beat the fuck out of people and have everyone believe. And that's Ryback. And you're going to fucking get it. And I'm not going to, I don't care if you think it should be this way or that way. I don't give a flying fuck what you think on that end. I'm me, and I'm fucking hungry. Let's get some of this coffee in to see if it calms the big guy down. Uh, no, I don't believe I ever stuttered on my promos. Not to say I'm sure it could happen. If I ever did, I would, I would just cover it up and hit my head and go stupid. There's, there's such an easy, easiest way to cover anything up after you mess up is to make fun of yourself. Or just go, botch. That's another favorite of mine. When I go back, I'm convinced I will mess up on something and just scream botch on TV. Botch. And look at everybody. How do wrestlers communicate with each other during a live show? I don't know. <laughs> Talk like this. You're like, all right. All right, Ricochet. Here's what we're going to do. I got you in this nice the little chokehold here, little sleeper holder here. Working a holder, Ricochet. Looks into the heel. Just sit fucking still, buddy. We don't need to do 20 spots right here. Just relax. 
We're going to work up about halfway, and as the people start coming, I'm going to shut you back down, and we're going to sit here for about two minutes until they start coming unglued for you to kick the big guy's ass. You got it? Sit the fuck still and let me look fucking strong like that. I can talk pretty good with my mouth and just like, huh. Not, I don't think everybody could do that. Or if I'm the baby face and I'm in a hold, and I'm fucking working the hold and I got my hands and I'm trying to pry my strength, but I'm fatigued and I'm selling to the masses. You always sell to the top. You don't want to sell to the front row. Ricky Steamboat taught the young, the big guy at a young age. You want to sell to the top of the bleachers, the rafters up there so everybody can see your face. But I'll also look and try to make eye contact with one kid and I'll mouth. As I'm in that hold, or if I'll look away from the kid, get that crowd chanting, feed me more. And then I start fucking working my fucking way up, building myself, start coming up. And then I fucking hulk up and start fucking throwing elbows to the gut, throwing big guy punches. Here we go. Big guy come back, tackle, tackle, hit the ropes, run, duck, flying big guy, tackle to the corner, running knee, do a little bit of the shimmy, 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 big guy fucking spine buster. What are you going to throw a few dips in there? Not today. It's my big fucking match back. We're going to tune up that meat hook clothesline. Feed me more, feed me more. Take your fucking head off safely. Shell shock, go home. That's how we do it, guys. God, good thing I don't do cocaine. I don't think my I don't think I would be able to function. I have enough energy naturally in life that I think there would be a real problem if I started doing hard drugs. I did not see Jeff Hardy talking to Cedric on Raw. Apparently, he wasn't doing the big guy talk because I you can just do like this. You just grit the teeth. And he could talk pretty good, and people have no clue. God, I really hate the marks. <laughs> John Cena talks very loud. In live events, John will just openly talk like, and not like this. John just talks. That he used to just, but people, that was one, when we were all with Nexus, we had to stand around the ring and listen. We, John was working lumberjack, Matt. We were the lumberjacks for Seamus Cena. And we all just go, holy shit. Because we were taught in developmental. Steve Kern was the one that taught, like, you just kind of do something like this and you could you can get away with a lot doing that like and not it, it takes i practiced it a bit to be able to but like john would just be like all right here's what we're going to do here give me one punch walk around the ring get the crowd worked up go grab a microphone and cut a promo on the crowd while i'm selling like it's no exaggeration but he was john's fantastic though on it, it the, he knows he knows how to work john cena matches and he's great at it uh, super chat for $200. How many of you guys? I just, thank you, buddy. Jeez, go get a real job, they said. <laughs> um, what would be uh, your comeback like if it's up to you? A surprise run on the main event beating up Roman, Kenny, John, or with months of buildup or beat local guys like before? Just imagine the moment. So I actually have a new feeding time video that is either going up tomorrow or Friday morning. It's probably going up Friday morning. I, uh, it's a subway one. I actually give a fantastic scenario uh, on that video that I want you to listen to. And I want to save it for that feeding time because it's a really good one. Uh, I also, I do have creative ideas and some of them have been discussed with, with various people. And, uh, and not, some of them is just throwing, just getting the ball rolling. Cause I'm still, I think a few months out, maybe not, maybe a little less, maybe more. I don't know. Depends every week, like how much we, I know exactly where I need to get this. And, uh, but I'm getting the ball. My creative juices have already started going. I've, uh, I'm watching matches a little more like I used to. 
and things are and it's it's all all coming together. But uh, I I think storyline wise, long term, I have no interest in just oh I really want to wrestle that guy. There's no money in that. Money is in storylines and storytelling and create character development. And you have to think long-term. Too many guys don't think long-term. I'm not coming in to just be a piece. I'm coming in to make money and make organization the organization money at the highest level. You have to think like that. And I have, I've got everything in place. Like that's, and that's how I'm thinking though. Long-term storytelling. Year, year and a half, two years, where do we go from there? And you don't, you don't have every little piece mapped out, but you have the points. And then you get to those points. And that is what's missing in, in a big way in pro wrestling, in my opinion. Yeah, we're waiting, guys. Eventually, this is going to be on Station Head, where I'll have you guys call in and take the calls and talk to you guys directly. And, like, I'm hoping that we get some good haters on there for some entertaining segments. Um which I would love to, the videos, they don't like to show their face, but I think they will call in because you don't have to have your face, which I think will make some for some really, really entertaining content, uh, as well as trying to help people with their personal questions and things on mindset and work ethic and, and hitting goals and, and fitness and nutrition and supplementation and um, things like that. And Station Head is just getting everything all geared up um, for their online thing that will connect to all my streams. Because I've got everything. Their current system goes through the phone only, and I don't, I can't use it because it doesn't link up to all my stuff, my microphone, and all that. And I like streaming on TikTok and Instagram when I do this as well. Like, look at this Instagram. I've made eleven dollars and sixteen cents in in badges already, and we're only twenty seven minutes in. I mean, you know, that's shit. That's almost four cups of coffee, guys. I've almost got a week's worth of coffee doing this. This is a beautiful job. I mean, I made 200 over here already. I'm getting coins thrown at me like an asshole over on, on TikTok. I just said, I should just talk to you guys for six hours a day, make thousands of dollars a day just talking and have no voice for anything else. That $200 is definitely could be used as stripper stripper money for sure. The big guys next to love interest. I'm kidding. I don't go to strip clubs, guys. I've gone a few times. Usually Zigman's with me, but uh, it's been, I haven't gone in years. True story. I once went, this was last time me and Ziggler went. This is the last time I went to a strip club. We, uh, he was in town. <clears throat> no, this wasn't, this was the, this was the time before. The last time ended up being a really, really good, really good night. Um, the time before, I'm wasted. I mean, we've been drinking all all night. Somebody gave me uh, a weed pen, and I'm not a big fan of the mar marijuana. But that particular night, uh, and when I was drinking, and we were all having a good time, I was I was just having hitting this vape pen like a, just a, a, a damn asshole. I mean, I I probably took 200 hits off this pen, but it was how I was even functioning. Who knows? It was like the, the Will Ferrell on the tranquilizers in, in old school. But I'm golden. So, but it hits me while we're outside of the Sapphire Strip Club. So I, I Disco Inferno's there. I have no recollection of talking to Disco. And we talked for supposedly quite a while. This is before he'd done my show and I'd done theirs. So talking to Disco, God knows what the hell I'm talking about at this point. Uh, I just know Dolph is laughing his ass off. So I'm, and that's all we do is we just try to pop each other all night on stupid shit. I talked to another guy, this guy that was a bouncer there that worked out at my gym. I didn't know until months later, he comes up to me and is standing by me and I'm looking at him in the gym and I didn't know him. I didn't know I'd ever talked to him and I'm just looking at him and he goes, he just smiles. He goes, you don't remember me, do you? I go, yeah, I've seen you in here before. He goes, <laughs> no, from the strip club. And I'm looking and I still didn't, I go, what? And he goes, I talked to you that he mentioned the night and I go, oh, I was really fucked up, man. And he goes, oh, I know. <laughs> but anyways, we get in there, more drinks. I'm there's, <laughs> with a dancer. My ex-girlfriend happened to work there and walks by and sees me and gets really pissed. 
So then I don't know how this all ended up. And like, she got mad and got rid of the other dance that I had another dancer, even though we hadn't been together in forever. And then all I know is I, I blew like a grand on my ex. She got me. And, but she did help. We, she helped me make sure I got home and, uh, and everything was good. But she, she got, she pulled a, she pulled a, a quick one on the big guy. So, um, yeah, I don't, that was, I've, I've been only a handful of times to strip clubs my entire life, but I usually go pretty hard in the paint if I go. The wrestlers pick up ladies at strip clubs. I mean, I would imagine, I don't know, you know, I, I think it depends on if they're wrestling fans or not. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like you know, with the wrestling man, there's there's a lot of things that could be better. I think the business is heading towards a lot of improvements. I think we're going to see talent make more money than ever uh, in in this in the foreseeable future. What are my thoughts on Goldberg and his character? I I, I think the Goldberg character is fantastic. It's been one of the, the best protected characters in pro wrestling. I think, though, with that, see, this is where I don't want to be in that in that regard. I want to be in that regard as far as when I'm in the ring and my believability and intensity and when I'm fighting in the moment. But I, I'm a big believer in in being your personality. And I this was something that bothered me, like, when, too, when I was Ryback. Uh, in, in the, the initial Ryback in 2012, 2013, uh, it's and specifically really that first babyface run, everything was so intense and serious, but I love that because <clears throat> that worked and that sold big. But I also, I, I always did my interviews and was very and talked. I feel like I wouldn't say exactly how I talk now, but I was very open in, in communicating and on meet and greets. And I would do pictures serious, but be laughing and being silly with everybody not taking pictures. So everyone got to meet the real me on that. And for me, that was always one thing I go, man, I want to be able to just be me in pro wrestling and not have to worry about always having to be a certain way. So that's why I really like everything I've been able to do with social media and uh, getting people to understand me a little better. Cause I, I, I don't believe there's really been like a big, guy that's serious that also can be funny entertaining make fun of himself and it be witty and not really give a fuck like i think that that's and, that, and that's why i'll continue just to be me and i, and I don't but like oh well, you need to you you remind me of the ultimate warrior you need to just be like that no not happening another super chat here jabroni for life my ex-girlfriend told me i don't satisf satisfy her materialistically what would you have done in that situation? So this is a great, great uh, question right here. Um, so here's, I learned this lesson uh, at a, in my 20s with women. Uh, in, in, so women want to be, it is our duty and obligation as men, we are to be providers and protectors. That is, at the end of the day, comes down to our very core of what a man is supposed to be able to provide for a woman or their loved ones, right? It, that's why I tell you guys this hungry mindset this is where this was all created, by the way, for me. I was with a girl in, in, in Louisville, Kentucky, when I got fired from uh, OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling at the time, in developmental. I I gave up a lot because it was fell in love. We fell in love with each other. She had a two-year-old kid, and I was helping raise the, her baby and then moved in with her. She, she wanted me to move in, and it was probably not in my best interest for my, my life and career to get sidetracked with that when I needed to get focused and get back to wrestling. But I chose to, to take a chance and I put everything into that. And I was working at the regular job at the, at the restaurant and I'd kind of gotten falling into a rut because I realized I'd gotten away from like, I wasn't making, I, I made money to get by. I had, I had money to live, but I wasn't, I wasn't killing it by any means. I was stuck in the system. I was in the rat race. Like so many of people we, we are in our lives. Right. And, but I was, we were in love, but her mom came from having money and her mom thought I was kind of like 
the, the Chris Benoit stuff had just happened. So she didn't think wrestlers had a good look and that big jacked up guy. Right. So she thinks, even though I wasn't doing steroids, but the Benoit stuff, she thought like, well, oh, this guy, is he going to, you know, be like him? So I understand like her, 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 why she would have some questions on things. But um, at the end of the day, we broke up and in, it was on my end at first. And then it was on, then I wanted to get back together. Then she didn't want me back. Uh, and then where she, I broke up and she was still pursuing. And then I wanted her back and then she didn't want me back. And it was just over. And it was like, but it was, it was a really tough breakup because I was very emotionally involved in this one. Um, but some, some pretty rude things were said, but I'm very thankful for them. Um, in which she told me, uh, and I would never forget this. It was one of it was, it was. I believe this is one of the biggest shifts in my life, uh, amongst a few things of of from a mindset uh, standpoint. I was in the bathroom. I was working at Smoky Bones. It's night, um, and and I really wanted us to try to to get back together. And. I told her, I go, I'm, I'm going back to wrestling. I'm going to, I got to stay focused. I know what I got to do to get back, to get rehired. And, and I go, the, she just straight up told me, she goes, she goes, Ryan, you're a loser. You're never going to make it in wrestling. You're a fucking loser. And, and she goes, you're broke. You have no money. And this is, by the way, she had no job at the time, but it is what it is. And that right there though, woke me up that I didn't have, I didn't have control because I didn't have, I wasn't financially secure. And I believe that's not to say you, you, you have to understand. I think it's our duty and obligation to want to be our best version of ourselves. And I can understand why that, that what was said to you can be very, very tough and difficult in the moment, but it's something that you need to use as positive fuel to be better and to work harder or to find a way to earn more. And because as women, women want somebody, why would a woman want to be with somebody that can't financially provide for her? Or it, there's a lot of uncertainty, right? Would I'm being, I'm being serious. I think, I think it's just something that, and you, there's this world of billions of people and there's a lot of people that do, why wouldn't they want to be with somebody like, you know what I'm saying? And I think deep down though, that's why this hungry mindset I preached to you guys, this is stuff I've all learned and I've experienced. I'm um, being that guy that got told that after having the, 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 the world in my, in the palm of my hand opportunity wise <clears throat> at 22 years old. And, and, you know, and I had to go through some struggles, but I think you gotta, you gotta respect what she says and just go, okay, well, that's not, you know, I'm not saying that doesn't mean she's a bad person or anything, but there's just, there's, we got to strive to be able to be our best selves and, and to, to earn the, the, the best amount of money we can for our efforts, I feel. And so we're not a victim of the, to the, to the circumstances of the world, a slave to the world. And that's, it's my opinion on that, but I believe like, and, and I believe in you, you meet the right person, the right mindset, but even all that and having love, you want to be able to take care of somebody, right? And you want to be able to make them happy. And I'm not saying, I don't have to have the most money in the world, but you got to be able to be dependable for them on their end. And if you're not, it's okay. It's a reminder. And that's a message from above to let's go. Jake, good to see you, buddy. Thank you very much. Always greatly appreciated, Drake. Jake Truman, good to see you, buddy. Hello, hello. I appreciate all of you joining the Ryback Show. What are my thoughts on the Alistair Black release? I think he will be better suited in uh, another promotion. I think he would be a, a, a good pickup for AEW um, with things that they, but again, again, you too, here's the other thing that a lot of people don't realize in wrestling. They, 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 it's not just you hire a wrestler, then put them on TV. Like <clears throat> we need, you need storylines and you just can't plug wrestler a in and say, 
oh, I can't wait for these killer matches with wrestler A and wrestler B. It, it doesn't draw at, at the end of the day, like long term. You need there needs to be storylines and character development. And so I think if those things could get put in place with, with the wrestlers, I think he's a fantastic pickup. They need face value and names to help still build this roster up. But I think they're going in the right direction. Storytelling at the end of the day, and they just need a couple, I mean, big storylines could really, really boost them really quickly, in my opinion. Super chat, Alan Johnstone, only three days to lift a week. What's a good split? The split that you're going to do. And it, it, and again, it depends on what your goals are, but what are your priorities in your training? What are the body parts you want to put the most focus on? And, and I just think you, you know, you could do a deal <clears throat> where you do a total body workout, not counting legs. You do an upper body workout. You just say you go on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, upper body workout, Monday, legs, Wednesday, another upper body workout Friday, right? Maybe the focus is, is more leg dominant. Well, then, you know, legs Monday, big, big upper body day Wednesday, more legs Friday. Add your cardio in there as well after the workout is when I prefer to do it. Some people like to go before. I think it's it's better to keep your strength. And I, I, I doesn't really zap me that much <clears throat> for when I do my card conditioning anyways. With all of that, and uh, even though my conditioning is better when I do it like today on a day when I'm not lifting, I do have more energy for sure, which is why I'm probably wired out of my mind because I didn't do a hard workout today outside of the conditioning. But um, yeah, just whatever split you're going to do consistently. There's no right or wrong on any of this. Just my, my advice, though, is to map it out a bit and have a good idea of what you're going to get accomplished when you go into the gym. Say... And I'd say uh, anywhere I, I like to go to the twenty sets per body part, but but I, I've seen too. If you go all out, you can get great results off six to nine set sets total per body part as well. So um, it just depends, though. If you're you know, you're trying to, to to enter a bench press competition, though, you're split. It's going to be a different workout altogether. But that's kind of just a, an idea. You got to kind of map it out a bit and, and just. What am I? What am I trying to achieve here? And what am I going to do? And how much time do I have? Okay, where am I going to put my cardio? Am I going to do my cardio separate? Just, I think you got to write that down, and then you go execute it. Uh, I did not see the thoughts on AOP retiring from wrestling. I saw Leo Rush retired on Twitter, a thing, which I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I know he's he was hurt on that and, and saying he was, and I've experienced that with my stuff. But, um, yeah, so that, that was that was a little bit out of nowhere on that. But if, if he's done, he's done. And uh, the AOP, you know. It's it's a tough business, guys. That's why I'm very blessed and grateful to have gotten my health back. Otherwise, I thought I had a fantastic career and uh, and achieved a lot. And uh, obviously, there were some things I still wanted to do. But uh, I'm also, you know, Kurt Henning was always a big get in to get out. And I think that's something that sometimes guys stick around too long also. And uh, But that's their choice if they want to. I just think it's a big world and there's so many great things, you know, I don't know. I, I, I want to be able to do it and enjoy life. And, and I don't think you should have to whore yourself out 250 to 300 days a year. And I don't care if the past did it. It wasn't right then. It's not right now. Things have to change eventually. And I think the one day a week is is more than enough. Fighters don't fight one day a week. Pro That's the, the thing people are, there's no off season in pro wrestling. The schedule alone and it, 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 it's not set up for to, to live healthy, conductive lives. 
And that is something that has always bothered me with the business. I take care of myself. I've learned that. I created my own my own wealth and freedom. And, you know, other people have to, have to handle their business how they see fit. I'll handle mine how I see fit. But, um, you know, it's not un unordinary to see people retire after even short careers. The average lifespan for a wrestler on TV, I would imagine, is only two or three years anyways tops. So it, it's not like it's this long thing and it's even shorter in other things, industries and sports. So for every name you see that makes it, there's thousands that you never, never hear of or, or gone like that. Good to see all of you, my friends over on Instagram. The badges are coming in, and we're already up to $21.52 on Instagram. I think we're at like 200 and something on, on YouTube. I can't see the TikToks, the, the, the coins. But, geez, it's a lot of coffee for the week now. Instagram's my coffee money. Ryback TV's my strip club money. TikTok's my my therapist money for the shoulder. I'm doing great, guys. Okay, let's chill out with the questions on that one particular guy. It's a little bit weird. <clears throat> All right, another super chat. We're getting that therapist money. Uncle Snizzle, I love the name, says, do you believe WWE is making a mistake releasing so many wrestlers that will appear to be heading, all appear to be heading to AEW? By the way, I love what you do on YouTube. For, thank you very much. I talked about this yesterday on the Ryback show that I think I wouldn't be surprised if Vince McMahon just needs, just needs one last challenge while he's in control of WWE. That he's, 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 Giving AEW a little bit of help, saying, here, take these guys. Let's let's try to get a one last real war going. I don't know. Because I don't understand the releases from like the Braun one. I really Braun and Alistair and Lana are all shocking to me because I, I believe that their brand and likeness was bringing in far more than what they were being paid. And I could say that is is probably 100 percent fact. <laughs> I don't see them not. So the company was making more money on those talents than what they were paying them. So I don't know how that figures into when they do the, the, the have the shareholder meetings when they go, well, we made these cuts because that revenue, unless they have a sneaky way of counting the revenue for the quarter, but they're slashing the salary for the future. I don't know how that, that works. But I also don't see how that is beneficial if you cut people that are bringing you in, you know, 50 million or 100 million or 75 million and you, you cut, you know, two and a half million dollars in, in pay total. That math doesn't really add up to me. So I, I don't know. The Saudis are going to end up buying WWE. You never know. I mean, I, I don't. I think it, it's going to be going to be Disney or one of the big companies here. I actually talk about a Nexus storyline on the next feeding time, the Subway one that's probably going to be coming out either tomorrow or Friday. Uh, I didn't watch the Jericho Austin Broken Skull Ranch session, um, but uh, I don't know what the I don't I don't know what's going on with any of that. I love I love Austin and his podcast. I've I've done it a couple times, and I've seen a couple of those. They're great. All those shows are great. Austin's great. I don't know what the purpose was. I just think it was Austin and Jericho probably wanted to get together, and, and Austin probably got it approved through Vince. 
Uh, I absolutely love Joe Rogan. I think he's, he's living his best life. He speaks his opinion. He has fascinating people. He has fa uh, fascinating conversations. Um, and and I, people, I don't think people understand when you do a show to in talking to people uh, how much time and effort that actually truly takes. <clears throat> and to consistently put out banger after banger. I don't even know where the hell am I? Is that a UK? That's the 70% English coming out in me. The uh, putting out consistently great shows. He's making what the, the, the Spotify deals, hundred million. I mean, he's living his best life. He is the face of UFC uh, from a commentating standpoint. I, 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 I truly enjoy hearing his voice when I watch the UFC events on that. And, uh, and think he just adds tremendous value to anything that he's a part of. I loved fear factor when I was younger I thought he he's killed it on on all his 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 gigs, and he's a legit badass. Like he lives his best life. I have a different views on eating, and again, I went from being the, the biggest heaviest meat eaters on the planet, but I actually chose to go vegan and realized I was wrong. I don't think he actually has done that or attempted it from a long term standpoint to see how good he would truly feel. And I think that something if he did, he would he would actually see it because he goes in with whatever he does something he goes all in. I would say based off the success he has. So that would be something I would love to see him give a fair shake to. But you know, I, I the, the guy nothing but respect. How can he not? He's like the top deal in podcasting. Good to see all of you guys. That Those badges on Instagram, $26.44. Oh, I get to order the orange mocha frappuccino next time. The uh, venti, the venti. We're going all out on that next Starbucks order. Dude, just, we're getting, we're kicking you out of here. I can only handle so much. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, so here's a, this is a good question. Official Jared Myers says, do you think anyone can be successful? Or does some people not made it, not made to make it big no matter how hard they try? It all comes down, I think, so I do think there are some things at play <clears throat> outside of our control. But I'm a firm believer that our mindset uh, really, really factors into a lot of things. Having a positive mindset as well as believing. Uh, and in that, with that and hard work. Now, there's things in, that happen in our lives where, and I've, I've talked about this, like if you, your, 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 your heart and your, your, everything is set, you want to be the, the greatest baseball player on the planet. You want to be the best pitcher in the world and you're, and you're working hard and you're positive minded and, and you know, you're right handed. And and you're you're you you have a tragic incident at the bowling alley, bowling with 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 uh, the kingpin guys, with uh Roy Roy Munson and, and Bill Murray, and uh, and you get your arm put into the the bowling pin deal, trying to make a little extra income on your downtime to supplement your your struggling baseball career, and you lose your arm, then you know like what do you do? And that do you learn to pitch with your left arm? Or maybe, maybe you give it a go, but maybe it's not possible. And then you go, well, okay, now what's your mindset on this? You could, one, let that destroy your life because these outside circumstances, something happened that was that we didn't think was going to happen, right? And But we have a choice on how we're going to react to it. And maybe we go, well, I got to go a different route. And you go all in on something else, Right. Maybe, maybe you, you, you go, you, you become the best baseball blog writer or journalist or, but that would come from having a positive mindset and being able to shift and adapt to negative things because negative things happen nonstop in this world. The only way, like we're born and we die and in between a bunch of bad shit happens to everybody, to everybody. Nobody goes through this fucking lifetime squeaky clean. Like, so the difference is the mindset, the positive mindset, the hungry mindset on adjusting our energy, right? 34, walked out, left millions of dollars on the table, prime of my career. Crazy, right? 
told I needed a five-disc fusion and shoulder replacement. Could have got those and just gave up right there. My mindset did not allow me because I believed I still knew that I can get my health back because I'd done it before with my ankle situation, right? But even if I did say the worst case scenario, something happened and I had to, I'm look at what I'm doing. I stay busy. I don't give up and I keep trying and I keep doing other things. And it might be, it might be miss, 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 miss. And then we hit it because I don't allow myself to give up. But turns out because of that mindset, that positive growth, hungry mindset, going the stem cell route, not giving up on myself, keeping a positive mindset. Here I am, 39, all better, all this stuff I built, and I can go back and go do what I did before. That's the difference. So I believe with a positive mindset, the growth-hungry mindset, we give ourselves the best chance to have success. And by the way, happiness is in our mind and in all of that. And that is something we only we can unlock, and we do that at any given point in time if we can truly, truly find it within ourselves. And I do that, and I've learned so much more about that. And I, and I look around. I realize how I was looking at things when I was really in a lot of pain and hurt, and, and even though I was very positive, and, but I, there was a darker outlook on things for a while, whereas now everything is very bright, happy. I, I see things I didn't see before looking at nature and things. And I, and I believe going vegan has really opened me up to a lot of things and being more compassionate as well. And even though I get fired up, I do think I'm more understanding than I even was uh, in a lot of ways on that. And that's why I go fix our food. We fix our mood. A lot of things tie in to our energy on this, but not everybody's destined for the same greatness. We're all in our own fights. We're all in different rounds and we just have to, we have to really keep focused on that. And with a positive mindset, those of us that do that are able to better do that. Yeah, SummerSlam is taking place in Las Vegas. We're going to probably set up a nice little stand and sell Feed Me More Nutrition at the Raiders parking lot. Set up a nice air-conditioned tent out there for everybody. Get a nice long line until Vincent Hunter, who, who, the, who the fuck is causing the chaos outside? And then Vince sends one of his little, like, Mark, little stooge referees out there. And they come there, hey, sir, Ryback's out in the, in, the, in the parking lot selling supplement. There's a line of thousands of people. God damn it. Get them in here. Let's book them. I am the Tony Robbins of pro wrestling. That is a fantastic compliment. That's maybe the best compliment I've ever gotten. The Tony Robbins of pro wrestling. I love it. Because Tony cusses too. A lot of people don't know that. I'd like to think I'm a good mix of Tony Robbins and Gary Vaynerchuk uh, and, and Joe Rogan, the vegan Joe Rogan. That which makes Ryback. Yes, I know I'm a meme in Russia. I'm also famous for being a professional wrestler all my life, but people know my face from eating chips also. I think it's a tremendous talent, quite frankly. I'm a, I kill it at ASMR videos. I give the AM, ASMR community uh, what they want. I've got a video that's about to get to a million views on YouTube, and I wasn't even trying. I just do it, just naturally talented at ASMR. Jabroni for life says, you're the Tony, thank you, you're the Tony Robbins of pro wrestling. What, let's see if I can do an impersonation, because since Paul Heyman called me a schmuck of... Vince McMahon's having a production meeting, and he's he's trying to get together. Ah, what are we gonna do for SummerSlam? We're in Sin City, Las Vegas. We we need to do something big for SummerSlam, sir. If I may interrupt you, I think I've got a brilliant idea that that would be just the the epitome of a main event for Las Vegas SummerSlam. My client. Brock Lesnar is not under contract currently, but I have a guy. He used to be a Paul Heyman guy. God damn it, Paul. What are you trying to say? Sir, what I'm trying to say is we got Roman Reigns 
versus John Cena in the main event of SummerSlam. When the lights go out, because we cannot have, Roman will not put over John Cena. John Cena will not put over Roman Reigns. So we need to have a fuck finish, sir. God damn it, Paul. What is a fuck finish? Sir, if I may just finish, I think we have the return of the big guy Ryback in his hometown. And he just completely destroys John Cena and Roman Reigns to close SummerSlam. And I think that would be a great fucking finish. Whew. That took a lot out of me. God damn it, that's good shit. And then I don't answer the calls. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to have a voice for a while after this. I love doing Vince and Paul Heyman impressions. Two of my favorite things in the world, though. I sometimes will do those here just to pop myself. God damn it, Paul. Why are you so fucking fat? Sir, I have a bad eating habit at night. You see, I do this water and lemon diet during the day, but at night, I have a love of fudge sickles, and I eat 34 of them every night with a large pepperoni pizza. New York, the God's gift of the planet, a whole extra large pizza with 34 fudge pops, and I am a fat piece of shit. Oh, I can no more Paul Heyman. My voices. I can't do too much more of those. Rapper's a schmuck. Yeah, I'm not as good. I got to practice the Triple H one. The Macho Man. I'm pretty decent at Macho Man. Ooh, wait. <clears throat> Ooh, yeah. My voices. I usually can do a better. I'm done. I'm done, guys. I'm done with these goddamn impressions. Whew. Anyways, do we have any other, to end the show, maybe we should end the show on a high of the impressions for this week's Ryback show. <sighs> Another super chat by Destin Knight. Uh, what's the longest time uh, you held your poo? Very interesting question here. We're going to close up with this one. Um, trying to think. I know there was a time. I'm trying to think of what the. I believe it was on a WWE show in. We were in Arkansas. And the. They had us in this really horrible, there was like no real locker room. And there was like one toilet in this small room and we were all crammed in there. And I think I had to shit and I didn't want to shit and stink up the whole place. And I just held it until after the show. I don't, I know something like that happened. Because it was, it was like, and I think it was like multiple, like, because I mean, I could have, but it was just like one of those. It wasn't like it wasn't a horrible like where like I, I can't go on with my day. Now, if I was vegan, there's no way I go like eight times every morning. But that's all. I just go in the morning and I'm good. And then I go through the day, just just you know, ready to just just kick ass. All right, guys, we got to end this show. I got to go get stuff done. This was a fun. This was a fun one. I apologize if it's a bit loud on the podcast with my impressions, but I get it. I like to dive into the characters when I play them. Um, <laughs> anyways, guys, please check out Feed Me More Nutrition on feedmemore.com. Uh, We're giving away the ankle socks and bumper stickers with all orders uh, for the month of June. And sign up for our email and text message alert. You can get 25% off your orders and our spin and win wheel that will pop up on the home screen. You can win up to 25, 30, 35% discounts or free, a free Feed Me More Nutrition Hungry Gym Bag or half gallon jugs. 
uh, is free prizes on that as well, uh, just for signing up. We have all free blog content on there. So uh, with health, uh, nutrition, supplementation, uh, mindset, and, and workout programs with that. So we got all great blog, original blog content, some I contribute to as well on there, all on feedmore.com. And guys, let's have a great night. I uh, greatly appreciate your love and support, and I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Stay hungry. Feed me more.